action. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined as usual by Chris and Obi, but also joined by a special guest, Ketchy. Welcome, Ketchy. How are you? Oh, she's just left. Had enough of your rubbish, mate. Well, that's a terrible start, isn't it? Where's Obi and Ketchy? Oh, dear. <laughs> I'll have to edit that at the beginning. Hello. Hello. I literally started doing the introductions and you both fucked off. (laughs) (laughs) Is it your internet connection? The broadband cut off, but I've got data, so it's all good. You can't handle the two streams. That's like Chris's internet when we're playing FM. Uh, No, it's been cutting out. Intimately for like the past like, month. Very annoying. Is that why you went off, that why you went off Among Us the other day? No, I just had to do something. Oh, fair play. <laughs> right, well, I'll cut all this shit out. Of the, the, I'll say <laughs> Literally, I went, oh, welcome. We're joined by a special guest, Ketchy. And then it went, Ketchy is left. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, a bit chaotic at the moment. I'll sit back here. This never happened with Julia. Who's Julia? Tom Apple. Exactly. Who is that? Yeah. He's always watching my stories and she don't follow me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Turn to follow me next week. Okay, right. It's all about context, Glenn. You've got to say who it is. Sorry. I just presumed Ketchy listens to all our episodes. She does. I don't. That's <laughs> no, fine. I don't take offence. Right. I'll start again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined as usual by Chris and Obi, but also joined by a special guest, Ketchy. Welcome, Ketchy. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How- Very good, thank you. Lockdown 2.0, but doesn't mean that we stop creating this wonderful content. We've been watching... Uh, true crime and other crime related shows and TV uh, films and TV series um, which was at your request I think Ketchy so what what's your interest in kind of crime and true crime um, I just love crime stuff I don't know I think I prefer like real life crime stuff mm. um, and my job is like heavily involved in like working with people that have committed crimes I don't know where it came from, just like all of a sudden, when I was in sixth form, I just developed this obsession for like criminals and crime and how their mind works and catching people out and stuff like that. So I studied at uni. Can I add something quickly? I, I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like if you were to look up the demographics of people who watch like true crime stuff, I feel like it's way more women than men. I don't know if you guys agree. I feel like women love true crime stuff and men is either... <laughs> He neither here nor there. I feel like it might be because the majority. Uh, this I might be making this. Might, might be completely made up, but the majority I feel like of victims of true crime stuff is women. Yeah, that could be that could be wrong. But I don't Probably, know. That, yeah. might, that might have something to do with it. But I don't know. That's me just completely talking air. But yeah. No, yeah, it's probably true. So. And in in um just in general, in terms of like criminals, ninety five percent of people in prison in the UK are men. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Ninety five. Yeah. 
So oh, I feel like bad. maybe maybe you guys don't want to, you know, see yourselves. Do you know what I mean? So mm. just don't watch it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <No. true. laughs> maybe we watch it and like, wait, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> still... maybe, you know, no, it's facts. It's true. <laughs> what do you mean know. you can't take someone's car if it's not yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's because like men probably proportionally play things like GTA more than women so we're just like yeah we can just steal cars and run people over that's fine yeah I feel like maybe guys are desensitised more to that kind of stuff seems more normal that's interesting maybe not something to watch Mm. because it's just like life I don't know Mm. (laughs) so you more most particularly interested in like criminal psychology sort of thing hmm a little bit, although I didn't do any psychology at uni, which I wish I did now, looking back. Yeah. I did criminology, but with sociology, I wish I did it with psychology so I could, like, know a bit more about their minds and stuff. But, yeah, I just like to, like, especially when I watch these types of shows, I just like to see, like, how their mind works mm. and just like to watch people. And because it, they look like general, everyday people, it's just fascinating to me because sometimes when you think of a criminal you think like some crusty you can tell when you see yeah you feel like you can tell if you yeah. look at them like yeah that guy's definitely a criminal but it's like no it could be your next door neighbor you never know. so sometimes you don't have to answer this question but sometimes at work you're like yeah i'm, I'm not surprised i'm seeing you in here <laughs> to be fair sometimes you're like mm, yeah sometimes you can look at people and you're thinking yeah rotten he did it yeah yeah rotten rotten, rotten. <laughs> but a lot of them is like you would never know mm. general everyday people well whatever everyday looks like but just... I imagine them some I imagine some of them are quite nice outside of their crimes like you see them in like, oh you're actually an alright person some of them are actually decent yeah, people considering what you've done <laughs> yeah and it's really that's what makes it even more scary because mm. it's like I'm laughing with you I can joke with you and you are you're a pedophile like mm. it's crazy it's nice oh shit really yeah so do you sometimes have to like remind yourself like Oh, maybe I guess you you can't have judgment really, can you? But I don't know. Yeah, you can have judgment in the sense of like that person. What that person did is wrong, and mm. we all know that. That's why yeah. they're here. But in terms of treating them, we have to treat them like you treat anybody else. You can't mm. be like, oh, you did this, so I'm going to treat you like an animal, or I'm going to treat you this. That. So you have to sort of put that to the side. Which mm. I'm, for some reason, I'm very tolerant and I'm very okay with doing. Mm. Okay. The point is rehabilita- rehabilitation, isn't it? Exactly. exactly. Fair enough. Mm. So, is there a particular film or TV show that you're like, A is your favourite, and B, maybe it's a different one you watch and you're like, actually, that's quite, does it quite accurately? Hmm. What, like, wait, elaborate. I'm kind of slow, so you have to elaborate. So. <laughs> First, first question is: Do you have a favourite show or film which is, you know, in the crime, true crime genre? And second is: Is there a particular show that you've watched and you're like, you know, it's a fiction show, but you're like, actually, the way that the characters are written or the way that, you know, the criminals act or the, you know, it, it's kind of realistic to what you experience in your job. Um, actually, when you said to watch, um criminal mm. and i've watched episodes of criminal and i'm like rah this feels so real like when i'm watching it and i'm watching the people who are acting as the criminals mm. i can just spot it mm. i'm like nah, and i'll say things and then the, 
the actors will say it, and I'm like, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know which one it was. I think it was. Oh, it was the lady who um who, uh, who, the black woman. No, no, it was the oh. lady who poisoned. Yeah, 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 who yeah. poisoned her sister's Hayley Atwell. Yeah, her yeah. sister's um boyfriend, and I was like, she's covering for her sister. Mm. I just knew already mm. that when she, she was, I, I, just, I clocked it mm. straight away because she just started. She gave us off so easily, mm. and I was just like, nah. Because one minute ago you were like, no, nope, nothing to do, with me, and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you start crying and say when you start talking about her sister being abused and like being up, I was like, yeah, she she covered, she did it, but she's covering for her sister. Mm. See, I, 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 I generally thought, just thought, yeah, she did it, kind of thing. I didn't think that she was covering for the sister, but I mean, if I watched it again, I'd probably be able to see like, oh yeah, she's definitely lying, kind of thing. But in the moment, I thought, oh yeah, she's just. Yeah. Did we set you up your favourite episode? Go, go. Sorry. My favourite episode oh, is... No, I was just oh, going to say, you know when, like, you're watching... It's the kind of thing where it's different with fiction, like, where you're watching something, like, for that, that episode, for example, and then they she, like, says, oh, yeah, I did it, da, 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 da. And then you're like, well, there's still 22 minutes left, so obviously... <laughs> <laughs> obviously, she did yeah. it. Obviously, something else is going to happen, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. But anyway, sorry, Chris, carry on. I was going to say, is this, is this your favourite uh, episode? No, my favourite episode was actually the first one. Same. Same David Tennant, yeah. 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 You're gonna have to... Oh, David Tennant, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the first yeah. one. Did you believe him at any point? Um, that, that he... No. I believed him for about two minutes. Like, do you know why I didn't believe him? Suspicious. Yeah, do you know why I didn't believe him? Because people... It's all about, like, emotion. And mm. a lot of the times, we have a lot of involuntary emotion that we can't actually control. Mm. Um, and that body language that we can't control, it's like an innate reaction. Mm. So when someone's innocent or when someone's telling the truth, they're generally a lot more animated. Mm. And someone who's, like, sitting there, arms crossed still, is in their head, is telling themselves to do don't that. Don't move. Yeah, I'm don't move. Yeah, act natural. Yeah. Act cool. Da, da, da. Like you can tell when someone's overthinking. Mm. So I was like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, yeah. Mm. It was. But when... the whole premise of the show is that everyone's done this something. Well, yeah. It? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I believed him for like a minute, and then it was when he said, "Oh yes, yeah, so I left her in Birmingham." Where it was. I was thinking like, "What? You like you left her with her abuser?" <laughs> <in Birmingham? laughs> you know, you know. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "You definitely, you definitely did it then, buddy." Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't. Even... The thing is, I didn't find... I, I like that one, but I thought the, the craziest two have got to be from season two. And it's got to be the one with uh, the guy from Game of Thrones in. I just watched and then, yeah. and Have you watched all of them? I've only watched two episodes of season two, so I've got another two to go. Okay. First one, so you can, you can enlighten me, because I'm not like Obi. You can spoil stuff for me. <laughs> uh, well, well, we can talk, we'll talk about episode two then. If you've mm. watched it, Oves. Mm. I just thought the whole structure of it was like really unsettling. Because, mm. like, basically, the whole the synopsis is this guy's been brought in. No, wait, am I, is it the right one? Yeah, this guy's been brought in under the charges that he potentially has raped someone. Yeah? Is that the yeah. episode, Oves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically, it's basically them interrogating him to find out if he raped someone. And they, like, talk about how, oh, were you drunk? And he's like, yeah. And he was like, did you ask us to consent? Did you do this? Did you do that? And it just goes through, like, this really crazy, not crazy, it's normal questions to ask, actually. But mm. it's just at the end of it all. Actually, I, I don't know. I shouldn't spoil it, should I? Should I? Yeah. 
don't mind them. Yeah, okay. And then at the very end, they look through the girls' uh, texts or emails, and they find out that the girl's actually scamming, and he, she he didn't rape her at all. Potentially scamming. It's well, this is. I think I, I think scamming. this episode ends quite ambiguously, doesn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. essentially, um, yeah, the the, 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 the yeah, because the victim has has you know, there's some messages on there about. She's talking about to her friend about going on a holiday, and her yeah. friend previously is saying in the same light, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're trying oh, to true. Yeah, it might just yeah, be a so thing. Her, her, oh, I, I, thought, I, thought the, I thought the most impactful part that it was, it was really interesting to see the questioning. I think the most impactful part was him at the end, where he was saying mm. like, so I'm free to go, you're not, charging, you're not charging me with anything, and they're like yeah, for now, and he's like well, can you come to my office where you just dragged me out of and tell them I didn't rape this girl? Yeah. And it's like, you never think of it, like, I don't think many people think of it from that aspect, like, I don't know if, I don't know how many people get pulled out of their office and Probably how many of those people, and how many of those people would know what has actually gone on. Mm. Uh, I, I have a slight issue with that, only in the fact that I'm, I'm basing this off of nothing, but I would imagine that the amount of people um, accused of rape compared to the amount of people who are convicted is probably the difference is probably massive. Yeah. So like when you true. put at the end of this episode, oh, um, are you going to go to my family, my work, and tell them that I didn't rape this girl? Da, 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 da. I feel like that maybe puts in a false narrative that like more people, or at least like maybe like equal amount of people, are innocent as to not innocent as to guilty. Um, yeah. When I reckon in reality that's probably vastly not the case. Um, I get this. Obviously, you're trying to put like a uh, two views in, in the view, two um, different opinions in the viewer's mind. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's like two sides, isn't it, yeah. to, the, to the story, really, isn't it? Because yeah. no, nothing, nothing in that room can be uncovered, can mm. it? There's no, you can't, unfortunately, in, you can't get really physical evidence for it, can that's you? It, all t- it always turns into, well, pretty much always turns into a he said, she said. And it depends yeah. who's, who's more credible at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, this this episode was quite... I, I was a bit... I thought, oh, God, this is this is a tough episode to have because you've got, you know, a sort of upper-middle-class um, businessman who has been accused of, you know, sexual misconduct or assault, shall we say, and, you know, th- there's no proof that he didn't do it and there's not really proof that he did do it. It's more because, you know, they found a message that her friend had falsely accused someone and mentioned going on holiday and then this girl the potential victim also said something similar to that friend and so mm-hmm. they were like oh this wouldn't hold up in court so i think it was more that they didn't have anything to prosecute sw- him with i swear i swear i'm i'm swear i'm seeing something different to you guys i'm sure there was more like concrete but i don't think there was and even the fact that i'm saying i'm me thinking about it just now obviously the the the, the evidence against the girl who accused uh, the man of rape I think is even more like circumstantial because it, it looks bad that her mate um, went for a job, didn't get it, then accused the guy of sexual misconduct then went on holiday. That looks bad that doesn't necessarily mean that the sexual misconduct didn't take place. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just what by the facts that we're given yeah. uh, you know, it's not, it's not 100% concrete, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I always I think... thought that the other girl was done for lying about the rape. That's what I... But maybe because I watched it ages ago, I can't remember it. 
I think this episode's also a bit controversial, and it's, well, I guess controversial is the wrong word, but like it provokes debate because at the end, you know, there's so many stories of, of women who are, you know, they're, they're, the victims are sort of dismissed for whatever reason, whether it's they've sent a flirty message or a nude or something, and, mm-hmm. and the case falls apart. But the fact that it's also written by a man, so in my mind, it's sort yeah. of like you've got a man who is writing about a man being falsely accused potentially of sexual assault and then then on the flip side you've got if kit harrington's character is innocent then you know you sort of think when he goes well is there a bit of paper that says i you know i'm innocent of this you're sort of like well actually that's true because if he was falsely accused then his reputation and you know a lot of his life has been impacted but Mm. there's no there's no fix to that so it's really it was it was a really deep episode and i was like oh you know, I feel like we need more kind of narratives of women being believed and, mm. you know, the perpetrators being held to account. But maybe this is maybe this was like catchy you alluded to earlier, like realism in the sense that, you know, I find with this series, I really like it. But I'm frustrated that I don't see what happens afterwards because all you see is the interview and that's it. You don't necessarily know if the person was convicted or, you know, what happened. Um I think there was, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's an episode where like people were found in a truck and, Mm. you know, you're sort of like, oh God, I want to know a lot more about this, but you just see what happens in that interview. I mean, Ketchy, how many episodes have you seen and, and, you know, what did you think of them? I've seen three. So two from series one and then the first one from series two. So the lady that... um... Did you skip one episode? Yeah, because I want to. I want to watch on season two. Okay. First. Okay, I'll come back to that one later, mm. um, another time. Mm. Um, the yes, yeah, so I. I think. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of them as as in general? In general, I thought they were quite realistic. To be fair, I mean, I've never been in a interrogation room. Um, it's something that I would, you know, after actually watching this, I feel like I want to be an interrogator, but mm. I like be it might be too intense, you know what I mean? But mm. I feel like it's quite realistic, especially um, having worked with those types of people before. Um, but I also get what you're saying in terms of like, certain labels are so hard to shift. Mm. Like if you've been ac- just accused of being someone that has raped somebody, touched a child mm. or anything like that, that, that sort of... Um, stigma is so 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 hard to get rid of even mm. if you're innocent or mm. even if it's been acquitted or whatever um and there's so i get so many people it's like i didn't do it, i didn't do it, i didn't do it but yeah you know here you are here you are <laughs> <laughs> you've been convicted clearly mm. there's evidence um and a lot of them just feel so hard done by mm. like they feel like their life has been ruined because they've been accused of something and the thing is we don't we don't know either yeah like you've been prove guilty but we don't actually know mm. like that person could have been lying mm. doubt it though but no. they could have been so there's, there's, there's always that especially with something like rape because evidence is always so scarce mm. um mm. and evidence has to be collected like by a certain time and like sometimes victims you know if you're a victim of sexual assault like a lot of victims don't know what you should do like if something does happen mm. so they go they take a shower they you know, take their clothes off, da, 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 but, you know... You're not supposed to do anything, though, are you? not supposed to, yeah. but as a natural reaction, you'd want to, do you know what I mean? Because that's it's a traumatic, traumatic isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
it's a traumatic experience. You don't want to sit there in the in your clothes and you don't want to feel quote unquote dirty or whatever. So you would go and like try and um guess get rid of the evidence, mm. I guess. Yeah. And then past that point. Wait, there's really a, to sorry, to, there's there's a show on um Netflix as well, um, with um Tony Collette and uh, Catelyn Diva, who you probably recognise her, but it's called Unbelievable, um, and it's a series about um, a number of rapes in Washington mm. and Colorado, um, where it's like these investigators, like they realise it might be the same person, but it's oh, that's a mad and, series. Yeah, like it's that's a mad, mad series. Yeah, it's re- it's really powerful, but you know, you see these women and they have showered and they've thrown out everything because uh, it reminds them of. <laughs> What happens and then then you know it's it's basically it ends up being like a character assassination of the girls it's like oh mm. well, how much of this did you want and at what point did it not become what you wanted and you know i think, um, I, yeah, think I think a big takeaway from it is as well someone's been under that traumatic stress they're getting asked these questions and it's quite uncomfortable for them to answer the questions mm. and then they go to another room and someone else or the same people ask her the exact same questions again and then again, they ask her the exact same mm. questions, like reliving it over and over again. Like no one wants to go through that. And in mm. and in the main case of this story, on that story, the girl decides to just say she lied about it, or they coerce her so much that she mm. then decides that she lied about it, but she didn't. And in the end, thank God she gets. I guess. Well, she she actually wants prison. to say, "Oh no, I do want to pursue this." They don't believe her. Yeah, because I'm sure I can't remember where it is, but there's some film or series where there's a quote, and it's like it doesn't matter whether you did or didn't do it; it's what you can prove in court, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but you know it. And that's the thing with that episode of Kit Harrington. It's sort of like you, you're off the hook for now, but if we get ev- more evidence, mm. you know, then we could look at conviction. Um, mm. And that's basically what so it does. Before, so all of, but all of you were pretty. I'm glad I recommended this this show to you all because uh, it is really good. And I've watched the German one as well, which is also very good. Um, By the way, that was Laura Biden sits in that quote. Or was it? Okay, yeah. It's not what it's not what you know. You know, you got a quote spot on, mate. Oh, sick. Terrible things like that. Exactly. Top three, top five. Yeah, uh, fair point. Catch you saying um, Law by the Citizen is one of her favorite films. It's a good film. Oh, it's sick, isn't it? Mm. Well, there's no, there's no way lawyers run around in helicopters after criminals. But hey ho. Well, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like <laughs> FBI, but they're not yeah, lawyers. Yeah, so. he's just a prosecutor. Yeah. He's actually like he's a detective, <laughs> but you know, whatever. So, but there needs to be. Uh, an action movie about a probation worker. Right, there's a TV series, mate. memoir, catchy. About probation? Well, there's Misfits. I'm joking. <laughs> 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 not that they survive very long in Misfits. Yeah, they die straight away. <laughs> but they have like six probation workers in like <laughs> two years or something. <laughs> so, what I'm trying crime, crime stuff... Sorry? Uh, no, one, I, I didn't hear that either. What did you, did you say, Glenn? 
Oh, I was just asking Ketchy what other crime or true crime stuff she's been watching. Oh, uh, well, mm. obviously I watched American Murder, The Family Next Door. Um, and I ha- actually heard about this like last year, like before this um, Netflix um, documentary came out. I really like had watched so much stuff about it. <laughs> on I heard about it on, I heard about it on YouTube. It popped up on my recommended. And um, I think last year was when it first happened, I feel like. Last I think year? it's 2018. 2018, maybe. And when it happened, it was like really popular, I guess, in America. Not here as much. Um, it's but I started watching over there, videos. isn't it? Huh? It's proper publicised over there. Like it's, yeah. Every every true crime documentary I seem to watch, they're on TV, showing their face. And it's just, I mean, mm. it's mad. Mm. But yeah, I've been watching that and um, I was just so interested in it. Like, and I was watching different videos on YouTube around his body language and people just breaking down all of the body cam footage from the I like the body officer. language stuff. That's yeah. what, that's the only thing about true crime that interests me is the body language stuff. Yeah. I think. Do you think it's funny though, like because has, has everyone watched this uh documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's funny that yeah. the, na- the neighbour from the get go, like two minutes in goes, yeah, he's been a bit funny. Yeah. It's not it's not not like him. And mm. it's like the neighbour pretty much gets it flat bang on. Yeah. The first like two to five minutes the yeah. thing and I was like, what? That's the thing. People don't know you. you think you think that certain people don't know you, but mm. when you're around people enough, like they'll they'll get to know your character and how you are in certain situations. You might not notice that they notice, but you know it's when you start acting different, it makes it obvious, isn't it? Yeah, and it was probably his um, it was probably his his like disguise was the kind of person to act really cool and chilled and like blend in the back into the background. Mm. And all of a sudden, when he starts acting out of character, that's when it really shows, especially mm. for somebody who's always, like, really laid back and chilled or whatever. Mm. But this guy was chilled, but he was too chilled. For someone whose wife and children were missing, he was strolling around like it was just a normal summer's day on his phone, texting whoever <laughs> he was texting, mm. like, your kids are missing and you're just here chilling. I'd be running around the place. Mm. I'd be calling her phone a million times. I'd be up and down, sweating, like... And he yeah. was just... Yeah. yeah. Do you know what though? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I find the crazy? About... Yeah, go on. No, no, go ahead, Chris. Wait, Glenn, quickly. Say... Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Before yeah. well, we continue, I'll say, Glenn, did you want to give like a quick, uh, like synopsis. synopsis about what this documentary is about? Because you're good at that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is um, it's called American Murder Family Next Door, and it's about the 2018 Watts family murders. Um, which was, according to Wikipedia, August 13th, 2018, in Colorado. Um, So, essentially, um, it starts with Christopher Watts. um, Basically, like, his his family are missing, um, his wife and two kids. And, you know, he's out front on the local news channel being like, oh, if you're there, you know, if you're out there, please come home. You know, I think there'd been an argument or something. You know, it was sort of set up that maybe she'd left him or something. Mm. And then slowly it gets revealed that, you know, he might have a part in it. And, I mean, call me naive, but at the beginning, I was sort of like, there's no way this man could be involved. Like, how could you murder your your wife and two young daughters? And how can you stand in front of a news camera and, you know, pretend that they're out there and stuff? But then by the end of it, you're like, well, this guy's a fucking psychopath. He, yeah. you, know, you know, basically it boils down to that he, he was having a fling and... He was like, oh, these, these people were getting in my way. And so he suffocated 
them and then put them in an oil container or something. Do you not think it's just mad that the fact that if he just kept his mouth shut, he probably would have got away with it? Yeah, he can't help it. He probably can help it. Like as you said, it's like your natural bodily whatever, isn't it? It just takes over. And then you True. try and think in your mind, let me stay calm. But then you, like, you literally can't. Yeah, I, I agree. But like for me, like I, I don't know how far a polygraph a polygraph can go in like in terms of like uh, in a trial. I don't know. I don't know how far that can go. I don't know if it's a legit form of evidence. But that was the only part that they could really say he's he's acting funny. I mean, I know he had straight face throughout the whole thing and didn't mm. really show emotion. But then he, I suppose for some people you could chalk that down to. They're emotionless. I don't, I don't know how people are like that. So to me, that's also weird. But the fact that he just broke and then suddenly started telling his dad stuff and then started telling the police stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck? The thing is, it's, like, it's not even that he broke. Well, it is that he broke. But like, when we watch these things, we think that like these interrogators are just going off rim. Like, no, this is literally like rehearsed. Like they have genuine like they have real techniques that they use Mm. and each of them plays a role and they're playing against that they're playing off one another it's not just like they go in and they're like okay let's try let's see what we can get out of him like no i'm gonna say this you're gonna say this and then we're gonna go then we're gonna twist it in this way and then you're gonna come in and you're gonna say but chris come on like and then you're gonna use like like they've they've got it they've got it down to a t and this Mm. is what they do in order to make you think that you're telling the truth off of your own back when really they've just goaded you into Mm basically yeah. telling him everything yeah, so he probably, think yeah. that he was smart by not saying anything but his body language and his maybe responses or lack of were telling them everything they needed to know mm. they're so smart yeah, I read a thing yeah, yeah it's fair okay. I read a thing that um, I don't know if this is true but I saw it on uh, I don't know where I saw it but said that after the people the girls went missing and the wife that he enro- unenrolled the- one of them from school. Yeah, he did. The guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, very oh stupid. my god! Like what? Like isn't that the? Isn't that the- that's like the-, the most bonehead move you can make? No. Oh my being dumb. No, no, that's very stupid. And the fact that he, uh, he, he, he got to a point where I think they were kind of believing him in the fact that his wife did it and he killed his wife. Mm. And then he suddenly went, oh, no, I killed the children as well. I was like, what the I fuck? I don't think they ever... That story was never believable. Yeah. It, it was probably, never believable. I think, that, I think the documentary does well to uh, skew it a little bit because then they started throwing in things about people thinking she was weird. So mm. I, don't, I don't necessarily believe that was believable. But the evidence-wise, they, they, you can't pin something on someone if you don't have the evidence for it. Mm. Isn't it? Or what is it th- in America? I don't know. Is it... Is it guilty until proven innocent in America? <laughs> it's what it seems like, isn't it? I, well, yeah. oh, I mean, hopefully not. But I mean, what what do you guys think the, the actual purpose of a, a true crime documentary, which is what this one is, should be? Because, like you said, Chris, they sort of it's they sort of do it in a way where you initially think that she might have left, then you think, okay. Maybe he, maybe you know, the family broke down. You know, they they set it out in a way which is like a linear narrative, and then in the end, you know, he admits to it. But you know, there's there's probably loads of things they left out. Like I'm just looking on Wikipedia, and apparently, the family were declared bankrupt. You know, a couple of years earlier, 
and all these sorts of things that you know might if you had that information as an audience member you might think oh well he was declared bankrupt so maybe he was maybe they had life insurance so you know all these sorts of things that you sort of spiral with when you get a little piece of information because we were like to be sort of detectives but do you think you know is it okay for a true crime documentary to sort of play with the narrative a little bit as long as they're not you know making things up or would you think it should literally be this happened this happened this happened you know like proper factual i suppose that's not making stuff up is it because that's just that's just leaving stuff out yeah i think you have to make it entertaining as well yeah because we used to um, get weeks and months and months goes into these investigations. So they mm-hmm. literally can't put everything in. Otherwise, it would be like three, uh, like a two-year-long series. Yeah. There's so much that goes into it. But I think <laughs> it, I think it's like to take you on a journey, mm-hmm. like to take you on a journey of like how it would look to the ordinary person. Like the like, I don't, I can't explain it properly, but I think it's generally just to take your mind on a journey of like questioning because it's like did he do it mm. oh this happened so maybe he didn't do it or you know i think it's i don't know okay i think if, yeah. if you go, if think... you go to a point where like everything is just oh yeah this guy's been uh, uh what's it called accused of this he did this which makes him think he did this and then you just list loads of is things that he done to, to only point to the fact that he did it i don't know i think that i don't want to say it's boring because obviously it's, it's the, it would be factual but at the same time, I think you would like, I think it adds to suspense, I suppose, in your mind, if you think there's a possibility, even in the back of your mind, that he didn't do it and there might be some sort of twist here. Like, that sort of thing. Mm. I feel like there's there's been quite a, a resurgence in interest in true crime recently. I don't I don't really know why. Maybe it's just because places like Netflix have a like large section of it. Mm. Um, I, I, think, I, I wouldn't like ever really that, watch um, like a Channel 4 so i was gonna say i feel like it's because of i feel like the rig the when it reignited because of what's that one that you watch chris uh Making a no, murderer. that's the one Making a i feel like it was really really popular yeah. and i think i feel like since then i don't know how long ago it was maybe 2017 um I feel yeah, like since then, like, know, yeah. yeah i don't know maybe it was that why do we think why, yeah, i mean, why I mean think, making a Sorry, I think we've got a really shit connection. <laughs> but um, yeah, carry on, Chris. Probably. I was just going to say, like, Making a Murderer, like, looking back on it compared to, like, some of the series that come out now, it's actually really long-winded and quite... Um, just, it's just too long. So mm. I think they've condensed a lot of them now into, like, one to three episodes, which does mm. I think is more impactful for the viewer. Because, like, Making the Murderer... I mean, to be fair, these companies are really smart because... They're encouraging you to like investigate it with them, and it like opens up media to be talked about quite a lot. Because when making a murder was happening, everyone was like, "Oh, that's weird that that piece of glass is over there," or oh, "That's weird that that police officer did that," and blah 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 blah. So it's just, I mean, the way they structure it is probably just media tactic, isn't it? But I think, I think you get to a point where if you have too many out, isn't it dangerous? <laughs> you're showing you're showing criminals how to get away with stuff. Yeah, that's what I always think with um like so I used to watch Criminal Minds um before there was too many seasons and I always used to think like this is showing me like I suppose because I can't I suppose not because they pretty much always get caught I'm always thinking like this is like encouraging me to commit crime <laughs> like if I wanted to this is how I would do it kind of thing. But it also shows you yeah. that you get caught, bro. Yeah, true. 
Like mm. you think you think you know it all, but mm. you think like you can clean up all the mistakes and you can trace away every single um fingerprint and wipe up all the blood and mm. you know, book all the tickets and try and fly out and but it's like no, they're gonna catch you in the end. Mm. Like regardless. You mm. always trip up somewhere. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people have gotten away with a lot of crimes, mm. but especially if you've got a, so much attention, like um, American Murder, you're going to slip up somewhere, somehow. Mm. And they, they're, they're trained to fit, to catch you when you slip up. They're not trained to hear your whole spiel. Yeah. They're trained to hear, oh, he, made, he said that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said this, but five minutes ago he said that. So we got him. Do you mm. know what I mean? So yeah. I just love it. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I'm, I'm so just up. <laughs> Just asking for a mate, Ketchy. Um, what's the easiest crime to get away with? <laughs> I don't know. You're a joker. <laughs> You're a joker. Joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> uh, Can I ask her a question? Trying to catch her out there. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So, Ketchy, I feel like I know the answer to this already, but for you, Glenn and Chris, right? I think Chris, I've asked you before, actually. So, you oh. come to my house one day, um, uninvited, you see me. Like stuffing a stuffing a dead body into a bag, you what do you do? Oh, mate, you can't have this on recording. Allow it. <laughs> Obi, this is evidence, mate. What are you trying to do? I would have forced no. no I would have forced lo- locate the authorities and get you arrested, Obi. That is no. what I would do. No, I'd, your honour. Question probably. I just want to know. I feel like I know what you would do again, but but yeah. <laughs> What what do you think I would do? I think you'd I think you'd call the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Glenn would wrap you up straight away, mate. Chris Chris would Chris would help, help Chris me. Help me. Chris would help me. I don't know if I help you. I already know. I don't know if I should be offended by this or not, to be honest. Yeah, you're a rat, man. You're like a backhand. It's a backhanded compliment, isn't it? It's like you're not a good enough friend to me that you would help me get away with a murder. You would just bob me in it. Whereas Chris no, is such then, a good friend to you that he would like chop the body into little pieces and throw it in the river or something. I don't know. I, Glenn, I, I, Glenn, I, I, Glenn, I would help you. <laughs> you would help me, Obes. I'd help you, yeah. I'd oh, help you. Too mm. late, he's already done it. I'm <laughs> finished. <laughs> <laughs> But oh what what is what is your guys sort of like interesting fascination with true crime? Because for me, I think it's sort of like watching stuff, and you're like, no way can that be real, or you know, God, my life's not that bad, bad is it? You know, <laughs> like, what what do you think is the kind of appeal to you guys? I just want to say, because like, I feel like I'm going to say a different answer to Chris and Ketchy, but I was saying to Ketchy literally yesterday, I don't really like true crime stuff because. It reminds me of how fucked up the world is. Um, so I kind of prefer the fictional ones because I can at least say, oh, yeah, that's not real. So, yeah, that's my answer. Fair enough. Chris? Oh, um, I just find it interesting, like, like, like you said, like how they work it out. And like some of them I can't watch. Like It has to be some way uh, entertaining, I guess. Is probably not the right word to use. Enticing, uh, in order to watch like cop shows or criminal shows and stuff like that. But um, 
Yeah, I, just, I find it really interesting how they get there. And it, and I guess the only mm. one I can think of is making a murderer where it frustrates me because there's like a good portion of me that believes that the person's in, innocent and there's nothing you can do about it. And then mm-hmm. I like that shows which are quite clever, like Lie to Me, which I'm, I know is probably not 100% true. It's probably like 50% true on how they how what they do. But I think that's quite interesting on how they do it and stuff like that. Mm. True, true crime. I don't know if I've watched enough to give a good enough verdict on it. And for me, I'm just like I'm. Obi, you know this. I'm just a real life TV kind of person. Mm. Like in general, like even when it comes to like just t- like regardless of true crime, I like real like reality stuff. Mm. So like I don't really watch series that much I watch a lot of reality tv I like to watch YouTube I like to watch just things happening in real life mm. I don't know I've just realized that just now like I'm just a real life <laughs> kind of person I don't really like made up stuff um, <laughs> yeah like um watching true crime and stuff like that I find it obviously I find it really interesting as part of my job as well like dealing with um criminals so it's like it almost desensitizes me even more like for my actual role so when I watch things like um the trial of um Gabriel oh, Gabriel Fernandez I was just about to ask you that if you've watched it as he was Hispanic oh Gabriel, it's Aaron Hernandez was Aaron Hernandez and then Gabriel Fernandez oh, Fernandez. oh yes Fernandez. So the trials of Gabriel Fernandez in the mind of Aaron Hernandez yeah and so which things one, like that which one are you like, talking about I'm talking about the one with the child, so Gabriel Fernandez oh Gabriel oh yeah yeah so when I watch stuff like that and that's true life have you watched Obi? No. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm you don't, you don't like. Not. Yeah, it's very, very that sad. That is fucked up. That is yeah. so fucked up. Do you want to give Ketchy? Do you want to give us a brief description of what it is? Yeah. So basically, um, Gabriel Fernandez. I hope, really hope that's his right name. Gabriel Fernandez was like a, I think he was eight year old boy, um, and he was brought up by he was brought up by a number of people, uh, including his uncle, his his um, his biological mother his mother's boyfriend etc and it was just a really sad story about a boy that was that was failed basically by Mm. the system failed by his parents failed by social services and he was going through a lot of abuse in his home um and he ended up dying at the hands of that abuse so his mother and his his mother and her boyfriend ended up basically killing him Mm. because they beaten him and tortured him so badly to the Mm. point where he couldn't survive um, and it was just going through, um, it was just basically going through his the very short life that he lived mm. and his interactions with authorities, like teachers, social services, family members, it was going through the trial and how that all went about. And it was just a really sad story about how, like, this boy was obviously, so, so obviously being abused mm. and, like, no, no, no one saved him. Mm. No one took him out of that home. Like it, like it just happened right in front of their eyes. Like he would come to school with burn marks on his face, bruises, missing teeth. Like, and it was just so blatant that this boy was suffering, but nothing really came of it in the end. Like mm. things would get reported and then it wouldn't go any further. Um, and it was just it was really sad and really frustrating to watch that this little boy had just gone through so much um, at such a young age and ended up dying as a result of it. But yeah, stuff like that. When I watch real life, it's, I think I personally get, it helps me for my job mm. because I'm like, if I've seen this and I'm okay to watch it, when I come when I come across it in real life, if I come across it in real life, I'm sort of a little bit more equipped because I've seen it maybe. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, I'm just a real life person. So, so there's I've like been, an education. 
I was just going to say there's like an educational, I guess, element to it then. Like, you know, as much as some of the things we watch are true crime related, it's sort of like there is a, I guess, I guess one of the milder versions is Tiger King, right? Show Exotic. Yeah. That, that is true crime, but yeah. it's also a bit like, oh, he's, you know, a bit of a goof and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And her Carol Baskin, did she do it? But then at the other end, you've got like, this, which I mean, I, I haven't watched it because I saw the synopsis and I was like, oh, I don't know if I, you know, I watched a lot of fucked up films, but, but I know they're not real. Whereas this is sort of like, God, I don't know if I could actually, you know, it'd be really upsetting or you need to watch something kind of um, like a palate cleanser afterwards. But, mm-hmm. you know, I guess like you said, you can learn from it. You can see, you know, OK, well, yeah, it's like this is something horrible that happened. And that's why we really need to make sure and again yeah i mean do you guys have do you guys feel like you have to watch something light-hearted after watching these things or yeah definitely no i do <laughs> oh, <catchy>. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it, it, it depends because for me like the one that you're just talking about the trials of gabriel hernandez i haven't finished that series that just got too much for me and i just couldn't i just didn't want to watch anymore so but then like on the flip side, what's that show that I was talking to you about the other day, Obi? And I said, and then, and you guys were like, you only you can only watch one episode at a time because it's too much. When they like, see them. Yeah, oh my gosh. I know it's not true crime. Well, what is it? Yeah, it is true crime. Yeah. It's, it's a reenactment, isn't it, of something mm. that's happened. So, yeah, I guess it is that. I, I had to watch something like, like not, that was upbeat after because that was just too much. I just, mm. uh, I just like, yeah. But then there's some some of them I don't need to like. I think making a murderer, you don't really, as far as I can remember, you don't really see much. You just it's just them talking about it and and like dissecting the trial and dissecting the evidence really. So for that, I could probably watch it all and not really think anything of it. Mm. Then for ones where it, I mean, making a murderer is graphic at times in what they in what they say. But I think that maybe because it was a child. Gabriel Hernandez, maybe that was a bit more like old shit, like that's really, really like disgusting. I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy how it's like everything can be so close to home. Mm. Oh, you know this, but I didn't tell you guys about the time I worked with a guy who tried to kill my friend. What? When I was at uni, yeah, yeah. Like this is what I mean. Like I'm, I feel like I'm so desensitized to it Mm. now because like the stuff like this, like I've seen it like in real life, like. I worked with a guy in Sainsbury's. It was a group of us. Um, his name was Connor. I can talk about it because he's in prison now. So, like, I'm not dealing with him. Like, in Brighton, it's in Brighton, right? in Brighton, yeah. It's on the news and stuff. Like, it's nothing to do with me. I was in uni. I wasn't a um, PO then. Um, um, we worked together in, what's it called? Sainsbury's. And he had a thing for my friend. Um, he fancied her. They went on like a date or two, and she realised because like, now nah, I'm not on it. He was someone who was really quiet. Who are the quiet ones, guys? It really is the quiet ones. He was very <laughs> quiet, very uh, meek. Um, but it was quite endearing. For oh, he's quite sweet. Like he's a bit shy. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then so she rejected him basically and was like, I'd rather us just be friends. She wasn't feeling it. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that was the beginning of his plot to kill her, literally. <laughs> You laugh, but oh, literally, so he was plotting to he was plotting like this murder because he's he was crazy clearly. Um, oh. he knocks on her door one day, one evening, which means he 
waited until she finished work. So he probably either waited for her or knew what time she finished her shift because um, uh, pretty prior to that, he had gotten, did he get fired? He might have gotten fired from Sables, I'm not sure. He might have got let go. Um, he waited for outside her house. She got to her house. He knocked on the door and was like, oh, I need to use the toilet. And she was like, what? What are you even doing? He's like, yeah, I'm just in the area. But I know you live here, so I want to use the toilet quickly. She was like, okay, cool. And she opened the door, but she knew something was fishy. And this is why I love her, but she knew something was fishy. So when she opened the door for him and let him go upstairs, she kept the door open and she stood in the doorway. Because she's like, if I close this door, I don't know what this boy's going to do. So she left the door open. Um, he comes down from the toilet, grabs her, pulls her in the house and closes the door. Um, proceeds to take her upstairs, tie her up and stab her multiple times. Um, yeah, her friend comes home. He's all, they're both nurses. So her friend comes home from her shift um, and comes in to the house. This man is acting the victim. Oh, no. Um, I won't say the girl's name, but oh, no, this person, she's not feeling well. Can you go upstairs and check on her? And she was like, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with her? She's like, oh, she's not feeling well. She's being sick. So she goes upstairs to see the friend. Um, and then she sees the friend's actually bound up and bleeding. Mm. And... Connor is behind the friend and as she opens her mouth and screams no as no as he's behind her he stabs her in the back as she screams he stabs her in the mouth yeah he's crazy human being and then he and then he proceeds to tie them both up and make them watch fresh meat for about an hour you know that tv show fresh meat Mm. what yeah he sits there with them and makes them watch fresh meat as they're tied up and bleeding he then Proceeds to put one of them in the bath, tries to drown them. Didn't work because clearly he didn't think it through. Didn't ask to do it right. Mm. Um, took them out of the bathroom, put them on the bed, and um, poured petrol on them because he wanted to mm. um, set them on fire. Um, he tried to light them on fire. Didn't work. Every every match he was putting on them was just going out. Was well, it not the wrong sort of petrol? So. It might be wrong petrol. It mm. might have just been hey, the glory of God. Who knows? Mm. An angel watching over them, saying that not today, B. And um, in the end, she had to convince him that she was having a miscarriage so that he, she could use his phone to call an ambulance. And because he's so stupid, he gave her a phone <laughs> to call an ambulance and then he snatched the phone away and ran off. Prior to this, he had booked flights to, to move, to move countries. And it's so weird because we had I, I, we have a Facebook chat and he's telling me that he's planning on moving countries. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Like, oh God, that's so cool not knowing that. He's doing it because he's planning to kill people and flee the country. It was so weird. And um, they had all the police in Brighton out that night looking for him. They mm. found him in like two hours. Mm. And now he's in prison. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, are your friends like okay now? Have they sort yeah, of... Yeah, like, they lived um, obviously a lot of emotional trauma but mm. they're, you know, alive and healthy and stuff. Mm. But, you know, that's that it's mad. nuts. Mad. That is it mad. Is that is mental. I mean, this episode's coming with a trigger warning, to be fair. But yeah, might say put a trigger warning at the beginning. Mm. But I think that that's the thing, right? You you watch sometimes the true crime stuff is even more crazy than the films because yeah. you know, sure, yeah, you know, people can only really draw from experience, you know, things that actually exist to kind of create these really fucked up kind of series like Saw or something in you know, Hostel there must be an element of truth in them but mm-hmm. sometimes you watch true crime and you're like no way I mean I watch um, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix which you know is a bit true crime but also a bit sometimes some of them are a bit like supernatural and you're a bit like mm, this is bullshit but there's one of them 
and this man was found dead um, at the bottom of a hotel. And like the way that they explain it, you know, he must have fallen through this hole. It was a really small hole, and one of his shoes was found here, and another one over there. And you're just literally, you're like, how on earth did this happen? You know, it sometimes, yeah, true life just beggars belief. Mm. Oh man, I just can't, I can't get over that story. That's freaking mental. Crazy. Yeah. I'm so sorry your friends went through that. Yeah, that's yeah. Are they like? Did they? Did they? Did they, did they have to have like like therapy or they have like any scarring from it? Is it that's like that's that's freaking mental. I'm just... Yeah, it is mental, and I'm pretty sure both of them went through some type of therapy. I'm not 100 percent sure though. Yeah, but you would probably need to. Well, mm. definitely need to after something like that. Mm. Um, but I still talk yeah. to my friend today, so she's doing well. So okay, I'm glad she's doing well. Yeah, yeah wow. I remember I heard, I mean, obviously it's not the same because you know the person firsthand, but I remember like I was just scrolling through Facebook and obviously this could all be bollocks as well that I've, that I've heard, but it was like some girl went on a Tinder date and then she like went to the toilet and then she come back. I think she had a bit of a drink and she wasn't feeling, she wasn't feeling right. She was like, the guy, like, you're right if I like just go home. She was like, yeah, I think he dropped her off before they got a cab together and then as she got outside her house she's feeling a little bit better and she was like oh do you want to come in for a coffee so he came in for a coffee and she was like oh actually I'm not really feeling well I'm really sorry can you like is all right if you go and she went upstairs and she like went to sleep and then she like woke up in the middle of the night to hear like rustling downstairs and then she called the police immediately and when the police came they caught whoever was downstairs and they basically were like to her, don't go downstairs. She was like, why? No, I want to see you. I want to see. Apparently the guy had like, have any, have any of you seen um, Dexter? No. Oh, no. and Dexter, Dexter, he kind of, uh, he puts like, uh, what's the word? Like plastic he puts, like, sheeting, plastic isn't covering, it? Yeah, he puts like a plastic sheeting all over the room so that any blood that he can gather up Apparently that's what was downstairs in her like kitchen. Oh, I was getting ready to kill her. Yeah. No offense. Do you, do you but re- leave a Tinder date in your house where you go upstairs to go sleep? No, so she he left. Oh. And he he'd obviously he, he from what I because there's a voice note. It's really weird. Like when I was on Facebook, it was like someone had shared someone else's like voice note or something. And apparently he had like taken her keys when he had left, and then when she went to bed. He kind of let himself in, which I thought that part was the, the bizarre bit to me because I was like, wouldn't you just lock your door at night? But I don't know. And then think, where's my keys? But yeah. Do you ever, do you ever think like you watch a, a, a series or a film and you're like, that could actually inspire somebody? Or, you know, do you think, do you I, feel I, like. I thought that all about Dexter, literally Dexter. Like, I thought so many murderers probably thinking right now. Oh my god! Never thought to put plastic all over this room to like c- gather all the evidence. But then, what do you do with it afterwards? Because Dexter's plan wasn't very good. I was going to say, like, in the same way, it's not, it's not, it's not really the same. But in the same way, they put trigger warnings at the start of, um, like, Thirteen Reasons Why and stuff like that. Um, I feel like maybe they need to start doing it for stuff like this. <laughs> I don't know how much difference it will make, but. 
I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's worth a shot. <laughs> I don't know because I feel like people people like they even said the thing. You know, um, uh, Jamie Bulger or them, what's mm-hmm. that kid? Um, the two the two boys who killed that little boy like twenty years ago. How long it was? And they said it was because they saw it on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think as much as we like to deny, I feel like things that people do see on TV can affect what you do in real life. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if a number of it's like it's even like when you see um like copycat killers and stuff like that. Like you see people do do things and you think, oh, I can do that or trigger something in your brain. You're like, oh, okay, suddenly I want to do this. So I think it's definitely possible that these sorts of things uh, can inspire people to to re- try and replicate them or do something themselves. How old were those two kids? Twenty, did you say? Well, no, they were they were they were they children. Were yeah, they were children at the time. Obviously, they, I thought, twenty I, years ago. I, I, yeah, this is what I mean. Like pe- parents who like let, let their children watch anything, like. I know there's a level of like, oh, you know that's not real, so you shouldn't do that. There is also a level where you've got to like educate your child as well. Mm. Like you do have to tell them that's bad or stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of people just don't do that. Mm. But, yeah. but like you said, there's like so much media and so many different avenues to watch and learn about this stuff now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a sh- like I feel like most people after watching a true crime or a, a, cr- a crime series. Or like look it up, see one if it's real, two if there's any more. I just think it's mad. Mm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the the child or the person who does it has to be um, emotionally not right in some way. Mm. Um, so, like for example, me and Obi, our family, we had you know a lovely upbringing nothing traumatic happened to us so mm. if we were to watch stuff like that it wouldn't have as much of an adverse effect on us as if somebody who was brought up in a dysfunctional home mm. I feel like because when you're brought up around trauma or stuff like things, things happen to you when you're younger um, it changes your cognitive like behavior so you're more susceptible to I guess to pick up behaviors like that and carry them out I guess is that yeah. thing I remember when I was in sixth form, I was reading someone's sociology book and he was saying that, like, basically that the likelihood of you committing a violent crime is way enhanced if you've had a violent past or a violent upbringing. So it's the same sort of, same sort of thing, kind of like back up your point, really. Yeah, yeah I, assume, I, assume, like, I assume it's like you have so much, so much trauma against you, you just lose empathy towards someone else in some circumstances. But yeah, that's just it. Yeah, it's, it's um, it's just mad. I think it's crazy. Has anyone that, watched? Has, have any of you guys watched Psychopath with Piers Morgan? What's that? Sorry, Psychopath. Oh, did that you say? the kid? The the kid who murdered his sister? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, that was yeah, that was dark. So basically, so, this, this young American man, he um. Is basically clinically diagnosed as a psych- psychopath, mm. and when he was younger, he killed his little sister, his baby sister, mm. and he killed her because he hated his mom so much that rather than kill her, he would do something that would be be worse than death, yeah. like, and kill his little sister. So he'd kill her daughter because he knew that that would hurt her more mm. than him killing her mm. because he hated her that much. Oh, and yeah, then no, that's mental. And when he did, knew that he would go to jail so that means he loses she lost both her children nice. so he plot he was like how old was this kid he was a, a, a teen like a that's mad. what a 30 or something like that really young that's mad really young 
It's the calculatedness yeah. that was the most unsettling thing. Mm. It was, you know, the fact that he thought it through because I think he'd even at that on this night, you know, they had a babysitter and he he was like, oh, he he made an excuse for the babysitter to go home, and then killed his sister. And the fact he that was he talked about it, he's just, yeah. yeah. And wow. and he was just like, yeah, I killed her, and you know, yeah, it's because my mum. You know, didn't like my mum, that sort of thing. And you're just like, oh my god, it's the same with well, similar to like Chris Watts when he, you know, killed his daughters. And you're like, how on earth can you just? How has that not affected you? You know, it's 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 absolutely crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Netflix is is so good for true crime. Um, even like that one's on Netflix, but I think it was originally. Big. But you got the staircase, which is a really good one. Well, I mean, good. It's weird to call something like that good, but you know, interesting. Um, yes. Um, I'll tell you. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's considered true. Again, I don't know what the category for true crime is. But um, the film that when we watch, so I think it's called Monster. Um, then Obi said about watching the documentaries about Monster on Amazon afterwards. That was really like insightful to see, like not insightful, that's a strong word. It was really interesting to see the the scenes of the the story basically. I just, yeah. don't know where I was going with this point. No, I, I mean I've kind mean, of forgotten where I was going with it. But the difference yeah. between basically the the documentary, which is true fact, and then how they dramatized it for for film. Yeah, for, for film, yeah. yeah. I mean even you know you, you now get shows like Mindhunter, which you know I don't know if you've ever seen it, Ketchy, but it might be up your street. It's basically chronicling the FBI when they sort of introduced their um, criminal psychology unit back in the 70s or 80s, and it follows these two detectives who, you know, the the kind of attitude at the time was like, oh, we don't want psychology. That's bullshit. You know, they did it or they did, you know, they didn't do it. And and these people go through and you know they interview people like Ed Kempner, who's like a notorious serial killer, and eventually, I think, season two, Charles Manson, you know. It's obviously dramatised, but it's based in fact about, you know, it, it, it's not a particularly exciting show, but it's just these, you know, exploring the psyche of serial killers, um, and it's sort of informed how the FBI criminal psychology currently... But, yeah, it's really, it's just an interesting kind of thought-provoking series not quite mm. you up with kardashians and stuff catch but, but <laughs> you know might be good <laughs> let me ask you guys a question if um if you guys committed a crime hypothetically speaking glenn if you committed a crime <laughs> um what are you trying to do <laughs> no because last time you were like I'm, we're on we can't say this because we're on this is evidence but hypothetically speaking if you commit a crime, how do you think you'd be able to get away with it? Depends on the crime. Uh, I think I would genuinely probably just like hand myself in. Like, I would just, I don't think I'd deal with it very well, to be honest. You know, sometimes when my speedometer goes to 31, I'm like, fucking hell, I'm going to get my license revoked. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it depends on, yeah, it depends on the crime and why I've done the crime. So, like, can you give me an example? Um, let's say the, the worst Illegal one. Illegal streaming. 
Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I'll turn myself in immediately. <laughs> mm, yeah. Never done that. Internet piracy. It's a Never crime. Done that. <laughs> but um, if it was like, so say if I like, say if I if I accidentally murdered somebody, mm-hmm. um, I feel like. Well, that's 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 an oxymoron, mate. You don't accidentally murder someone. Okay, yeah. If I accidentally, well, if I accidentally, accidentally kill somebody. Yeah, if I accidentally killed someone. That's different. I feel like yeah. I feel like my conscience wouldn't allow me to. I think my conscience would make me turn myself in. If I if it was for me, if it's premeditated and I feel like it's justified, like I'm not a psychopath, but I just justify killing. <laughs> then I feel like I can, I feel like I can live with it. <laughs> just saying. Jeez. Well, then we know what Chris's answer will be. It will be accomplice to murder, then, won't it? Because who's helping you about? <laughs> well, I feel, I, feel like, I feel like I'd be too... My anxiety would get to me way too much. Mm. Like, I can barely... His anxiety would get to me. I can barely yeah, turn off the oven without thinking enough. I've left it on. But I feel like... Same as those. I really highly do everything that they didn't do. And then, yeah, probably... Probably suss it out. Probably be, yeah. Okay, Ms. Probation Officer. What would your crime be, Ms. Probation? What would my crime be? Yeah. Um. What would my crime be? Hmm. Intimidating a witness. <laughs> no, I'm literally the least intimidating person ever. Like I tried to beat Obi up, but he just he just laughs at me. Like I'm not intimidating at all. Um, uh, what would my crime be? It'd probably be something like hit and run. Yeah, because I'd be so scared. Mm. Like if I accidentally like knock somebody over, mm. I think the 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 fight or flight in me would just mm. drive just off. Because I'm a fight or flight. Like yeah. when it comes to fight or flight, I'm a flighter. Like when I see danger, I run. <laughs> Like, I don't try and stay and, like, <laughs> I don't stay and try and, like, figure it out or, like, I run away from danger. So, even though I'm the danger, but if I, yeah, that would be my crime. I'd be so scared that I'd just put my foot down and be like, oh, my God. So, would you turn yourself in or would you just go? Um, I'd probably turn myself in. The guilt would eat me alive. Mm-hmm. Especially if, like, I'd probably have to go back. Yeah. Because especially if it's somebody, if it, like, if it's a car, mm. if it's, I'm not going to incriminate myself. If it's a car, I'll still go back. But if it was, like, a person... I'd have to go back because I feel like what that person's laying in the yeah. street and like yeah. you know mm. and also my brother was a victim of a hit and run so, oh no you were a victim of a hit just a hit only <laughs> 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 was a hit and run at the tender age of five so oh. it would it was no, seven, seven, seven. seven were you seven yeah. no, you weren't I was I was seven I was you eight. eight yeah you were not seven I was. you were like children you were like five I was seven no, and you were eight anyway yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> Obi hang yeah. on Oh, how how can what? How can, you don't know this. how can you be seven? No, I'm just wondering the age thing. Yeah, I didn't get that either. What do you mean? You said you were seven. Twins. Yeah. No, because she has was after. I went by car as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh can, no! Can you, what, yeah, when you said it, you said I was seven. No, you said. I was seven and Ketchy was eight. And I was no, like, were you born in the same fucking no, game? me, me, <laughs> I, I was hit and run. Ketchy's was just a hit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because Ketchy's was eight later. But the person who hit her was our teacher in year one, actually. Funny. Oh, year two. Year three. I don't know. One really? Of them really? Yeah. Shit. And she was she was there. Obviously, she realised that Ketchy hit her, didn't it? That she hit Ketchy. So. But it was me, the guy, the person, whoever it was, they just drove off. 
Uh, I genuinely thought you were talking about your incident and that Ketchy was eight and you were seven. <laughs> I was like, is, Ketch, is Ketchy like half an hour older than you and it was your birthday and you got hit half an hour before you turned today or something. I was, I was, I was trying to figure it out in my head. I was like, I make this joke every year to you, but still, I was, like, I was so baffled. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. Just my stupidity. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? I think my connection is really bad. We can hear you. Oh, you You're the one recording, so it's, it's, you need you need a good connection, not us. Yeah. No, I think it is my, my fault. But sorry, guys. Does it um, sound bad? No, it's all right. I think I just keep getting this little pop up that says poor connection, but oh well. Um, yeah, I mean, do you guys want to discuss anything more related to crime and true crime, or do you want to move on? I feel like I brushed, because I, 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 I started talking about season two, episode two of Criminal, we've kind of brushed over that if anyone wants to talk about that more. Up to you, mate. Go for it. I mean, I can't really remember season one, so that's why I'm just asking if anyone wants to talk about it. Because there's an episode where the uh, Sharon Horgan plays this character who is basically um, entrapping kind of um, people online, isn't she? And... um, you know, hey, are you talking about an episode? Are you, talk, are, you talk, are you talking about an episode that Obi hasn't seen? Oh, about an episode prob- that Obi hasn't seen. It sounds like it. Oh, yeah, that's, okay. That's episode, that's, that's episode three, season two. Oh, oh okay. What was I won't episode? say anymore. What was the episode? Yeah, because that's a good episode. That's not a good episode, but that's an interesting episode. What was um season two, episode one? I can't remember. It was the lady who, um, oh, and the husband framed, yeah. Yeah, she framed her husband and said that he yeah. killed people when she did it, mm. which is crazy because she's such a good actress. Mm. All that crying and stuff, even at, at the beginning, I was actually fooled. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I'm usually pretty good at spotting, but I was actually fooled. I was mm. thinking because I read the little um information part, and it was it something about one by one they come in, so I thought she would be one of the few people that were coming in to be questioned about this Philip, the, mm. the husband. But mm. that guy, the Indian guy, I don't know what his name is in the show, that picked up on her yeah. saying um, that, that piece of information that only the killer would have known about, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, strangling her from behind, uh, them from yeah. behind her. Yeah. Yeah. The, the belt. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what someone told me the other day, and it's, uh, it's really disheartened me a little bit about criminal shows, but apparently there's double-sided mirrors aren't real. I don't know. I don't know either. What, in, in England or in general? Uh, I sh- in England. But this, this is policemen talking. About, this is when I've asked or mentioned it in front of certain police officers. But then I would, I, then in my mind, I was like, police officers wouldn't see this anyway. If it is mm. real, it'd be the investigators or the interrogators who would see this. Yeah. Actually, no, I might look it up now, actually. Yeah, no, I don't know. One thing I was going to say about this is in general, I feel like, this is quite um, 
this all the episodes are like there's at least a couple like monologues from each of the characters and i feel like they're all really well done um especially uh especially um david tennant um hayley atwell i think the first two episodes of season one i think they were really really good um what, what happens in the third episode because i can't actually remember the third one the third episode is the guy um with the uh who brings the truck full of immigrants um, unknowingly. um yeah and he, he eventually he gives himself up but um the i think i think yeah the acting i think in general of the five episodes i watched i think the standard of acting of the criminals is really really high the interrogators not so much they're all right but you know they're not obviously it's dead it's the the emotional weight's not on them to deliver it's more for the the criminals i suppose isn't it yeah yeah it's a, it's a good showcase of actual acting isn't it like i feel like this will be a series that proper actors want to get involved in and just show that they can I just said it's it's a shock showcase of acting and I feel like if an actor that wants to show and prove that they can act then you would probably want to get involved in this series yeah yeah I agree it's like do you remember in um German English like you think maybe GCC English where everybody had to prepare monologues and you were like yeah I'm gonna go in like that was what (laughs) that's that's what it felt like yeah yeah Yeah. monologues (laughs) that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. A star, you know. Oi, oi. A star. Yeah, man. Oh, I flopped my monologue. Wow. Mate, I brought, a prop, I brought a prop to mine. You gave me mark up for the prop, but because I wasn't shaking like an old man, I got a mark down. I was like, you motherfucker. Ollie, yeah. Ollie, Ollie. Friend of the pot, friend of the pot. Why are you laughing? Friend of the pot, Ollie. I'm pretty sure you got marked down because he tried to do an Indian accent with his <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did he? Yeah. Uh, that does oh, sound like typical Ollie, wow. to be fair. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Ollie cracks me up. Anyway, sorry, continue. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> um but I think like the thing with criminal is that one that episode with the the um immigrants in the truck, like there was an actual case of that like not too long ago. Um I don't know for event. Was it in Essex? Um, Essex? Yeah, yeah. But I was watching it and I was like, oh my god, this is so deep. Like, because it's mm. not even that long ago that you know, it happened. So, yeah. So, that's the thing when it sometimes it's too close to reality. You're a bit like, oh, I don't know, too close to home, isn't it? Yeah, I think as well. It's a good that like. Like the the first episode is only um the first season's only three episodes, the second season's only four episodes. I feel like if you did a lot of this, it would kind of get a bit a bit samey, like like because it's just people in the interrogation room. Like Ketchy said, you don't see or maybe it was you Glenn who said you don't see anything afterwards or anything before. You just see that uh, that yeah. moment. So I think it could get a bit yeah. tired. Just kept doing that for like ten episodes a season or. Yeah, I think that's why they diversified a bit, like um, criminal France, criminal Spain, criminal Germany as well, because then they still got it going, and it and it it hones in on different uh, countries' opinion ways the law work, and it also like 
if you do really like it and want to watch more, you can go and watch all but one of the series in, in English subtitle, which I think is really bizarre that you can't watch the French one in English subtitle. But oh, can you not? Is it, is it English dub? One of them you can't watch it in with English. Is it English subtitle or English dub? I can't remember now. But yeah, one of them doesn't have it. I don't know if it's been updated, but yeah, because my mum and dad watched all of them and they said they could, I think they couldn't watch one of them. But they didn't want to watch one of them in subtitles. So I'll, I'll have to look it up. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of Ketchy's favourite shows is Lie to Me. So who's watched, who's watched Lie to yeah, Me? Yes, Lie oh, to Me. Three seasons. Three seasons Lie to Me, isn't it? It's where he, yeah. he watches your facial expression, your hand movement. Mm. Yeah. Is that yeah. one? Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Like, well, that's... Well, yeah. Very good. I wasn't really saying anything. Oh, um, I was going to say, that's my, like, of this, like, crime, uh, that, that genre, my favourite aspect of it is, um, is, like, the learning about people's, like, um, what behave, behaviour, basically, and how that, lends to if they're telling the truth or not or if like if they've committed the crime or not because that's the thing that a lot of people don't see and that like i don't know if, if an actual like it's the same with criminal minds they've got a behavior behavior analysis unit i don't know if those are actual things but i like to think that they are because i think it's really cool um and that's if i was ever going to do like anything crime related that's the sort of team that i would want to be in like mm-hmm. analyzing people's behavior body movements and stuff i think that's really cool yeah. i think it's cool but i feel like obviously like the series is a bit like inflated on how much they obviously like I know you said earlier that um looking at someone's how their body movement and their their expression is that series really inflates their they're not not their important contribution like mm-hmm. it's like literally honed in solely around like expressions isn't it and it's just yeah. like it's cool I really like the series and I'm actually proper guy they didn't do a season four that mm. wasn't there was like a there was like a secondary storyline going on no there was like a main storyline going on as well and it kind of ended on a cliffhanger didn't it i feel like i do know what you're talking about but i can't remember what the story like was relationship, isn't it? Like yeah yeah and his ex-wife, wasn't it, his ex-wife yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but i feel like when they talk about like behavioral stuff and stuff like that all of that stuff like it's nothing to do with the actual case like they couldn't use that evidence like oh when he said this, he looked to the left, that they will never be like, that's never like evidence. Mm. I think it's more so for the people that are interrogating to pick up on certain cues mm. so that they know how to, uh, I guess, maneuver or manipulate the situation. Like when, if an interrogator will be, will be able to pick up on when you're getting uncomfortable or when you're um, uh, talking too much or when you're trying to like tell a whole story. I literally asked you, what did you do on Saturday? And you're telling me about you went to your nan's barbecue last year mm. for the 4th of July. Like, they can pick up on certain cues. They're like, okay, this person's now starting to talk too much. Maybe it means they're hiding something. And I think it's more to do with um, them trying to get the truth rather than trying to use it as evidence because they wouldn't be able to because it would never... Yeah. Although, not off of that point, um, have you ever watched the, the, Unibom- the Unibomber series? No. I haven't, but I've heard it's good. Manhunt, you. Yeah, I yeah the, so the man, so there's like, there's, there's two. So there's, um, is it Unabomber? Or is it Unabomber? Yeah, so there's a Unabomber 
film they made, a uh, series they made, and then there's like a series actually based on the events that happened. So like one's true crime, one's like a reenactment basically. And um, they basically, they it's like near impossible to find this guy because he's so off grid. And then in oh. Um, but basically he, he ends up having to create a whole new department uh, which is based on how people write yeah. and then trying to find the guy based on how people write and I just thought that's, that's mad it's, like, it's almost like the facial expression thing but like in terms of speech and writing and I was just mm. like Crazy. really good series though I, I'd, um, well it's a bit long in some episodes but it's, it's, an, it's an interesting one how how many seasons is it, or how many episodes? One series, eight episodes. They're about forty minutes each. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah I've a good thing. Yeah, so I might try and get that watch. Cool. Sorry, guys, terrible right. connection. Um, yeah, did you say anything after the Unabomber thing? No, I literally just had to stop. Oh, okay, cool. Well, hopefully my four G is a bit better than my Wi-Fi. Um, but hey okay. I mean, talking about criminals, I guess this could, we've got to be quite delicate about how we talk about this, but this could lead into the discussion about Johnny Depp leaving the um, Fantastic Beasts franchise. Mm. So obviously he was accused of, um, you know, assaulting Amber Heard, his ex-wife. We must also say that, you know, she has also been accused of assaulting him um, and he took a British newspaper The Sun to court about libel because they refer to him as a wife beater um, he lost the libel case um, although that doesn't necessarily mean that he committed those crimes but he has been asked to resign by Warner Brothers um, mm. who also produced Aquaman which Amber Heard is currently filming so what, where do you guys stand on you know actors directors, people like that, having committed crimes and still being allowed to, or some of them still being allowed to to work? Um, well, I'm trying to think how I'm going to word this. I feel like there have been other actors who have done mad stuff and then they still, like, got jobs in that. Well, I Roman, Roman, oh, Roman Polanski is a director who... Um, it basically hasn't gone back to the US since like the 70s because he um, you know had sex with a underage girl and if he goes back there he'll be arrested mm. you know but he still works and Woody Allen's been accused of loads of stuff by um, you know various people but he's still no? what did you say sorry didn't Woody Allen marry his stepdaughter yeah yeah so, so there's a lot of like I mean that's all quite historic, not that it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be, um, you know, uh, they shouldn't face their crimes. But, you know, recently with like the Me Too movement and stuff like that, um, obviously people like Kevin Spacey and the Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, have, have sort of, you know, rightly lost their careers based on mm-hmm. what's been said. So, I mean, this, this whole Johnny Depp thing sounds a bit strange, though, because you've got two people who have accused each other of similar things. But, you know... I mean, I don't know because we but don't I know what. It, I, I think it's strange because did, didn't didn't he win the court case? Like, I know he lost the libel to the son, but didn't he win the court case in terms of um, 
to abuse two? Or is that still ongoing? I don't see so the thing is I don't know if it was a case of like either you abuse me or I abuse you. I don't know if he won that so like she abused him, or if it was a case of just her accusing him of abuse and him not being convicted of that abuse. I don't know. I feel like uh... I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I think I think I think in this situation, as we don't like have, obviously maybe they have more details than we do. But I feel like if they're both, if there's both if there's speculation on both of them, then maybe that the, as a company they need to either decide that they're both going to stay or they're both going to go. Yeah. Unless they unless they know something that we don't, in which case, I don't know. It's a I just, yeah. I, I find it strange though that, um, you know, the news happens now when he loses the libel case because before that, you know, even when he was originally cast in the Fantastic Beast sequel, Crimes of Grindelwald, um, it was still quite controversial because he had been accused by Amber Heard of assaulting her. So people were like, why are you employing this person who has potentially committed this crime? Mm. Um and, you know, I think the argument was, well, he hasn't been convicted of anything. So, you know, innocent until proven guilty, which is fair enough. But now he loses a libel case to the son. And then a few days later, he is he puts out a statement saying he's been asked to resign. So he's not even been fired. He's basically they've sort of said to him, you need to resign. So it's sort of like. I don't know. I mean. Okay, so the court ruled that the son could call you a wife beater, but the son says all sorts of shit that's not necessarily true. So it just seems like weird timing. And but then similarly, the same studio is happy with Amber Heard filming Aquaman too. But no, I think. Yeah. My my line of thinking. I literally just thought of this just now. So I reckon it it's got something to do with the second Fantastic Beast film not being very well received and not making a lot of money. So they're thinking, they're thinking might be, we can't have anything else attached to this film that might detract. We can't have another stinker, basically. So we need to get him out of here. Whereas Aquaman did sick at the box office. So the, the, the urgency to make it as like good as possible <laughs> isn't there, where, as it is with Fantastic Beasts. That's what I think. But, but Fantastic Beasts flopped about two years ago. So, you know, they've got to the point where they've started filming the third one. And it's like, you could have, you could have got rid of him back at that point, you know, or at any point up until now. So to me, it just seems strange, the timing, um, you know, and there, like you said, there's a lot of unknowns, you know, you sort of have to believe Amber Heard as a potential victim, but then you also have to, you know, if Johnny Depp says that he's been the victim of some, you know, physical abuse, then you sort of have to believe him as well. So it, it's a real tough one. I mean, yeah, it seems like, some people are thinking that Johnny Depp's being punished for something that Amber Heard should also be punished for. So it's sort of like, uh, what? where do you draw the line? It's really difficult, isn't it? Mm. But, but, I mean, I guess, and there's an extension of that, what do you think they will do? Will they recast Colin Farrell? No, no. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Um, or, you know, will it be another actor completely? I reckon they'll get another actor completely. I reckon I might do what you said, Glenn, and just change actors every film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just vibes. <laughs> It'll be like, Oprah, you become Grindelwald. You become Grindelwald. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think a good way to go would be bringing back Colin Farrell because obviously the precedent's already there. 
and you know his face was already established as part of the franchise. Yeah, so, they, they, they could fudge it and be like, oh, you know, in the first film when we revealed Colin Farrell was actually Johnny Depp. Well, actually, it was a double bluff, and Johnny Depp was actually Colin Farrell all along. I mean, that is probably the best way they can, can go from this, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I don't know. I, I thought the, the, the films are pretty average anyway, but... I'm not, I've not seen the second one. I like, I like the first one. Yeah, the first one's all right. I did think they were shooting... Uh, they were um, uh, jumping the gun a bit by announcing a five-film deal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got one further than Power Rangers did anyway, so... Well, Power Rangers, they're planning to reboot the whole thing, I believe. Mm. The, the company who bought them for, what's it, like 500 million, wants them to do even better than they are already, so... Ain't difficult, is it? Well, apparently they've got four projects in the works, one of them being more adult content, while Ooh. the other three being a reboot of the series and two other things, I don't know what the other two things are. And the comic series has done really well, apparently. Okay. I'll watch them all. You'll watch them all, of course you will, mate. Of course you will. <laughs> Ketchy, is there anything else you want to discuss or any other, like, reality TV stuff that you've been watching recently? Um, no, I don't think so, no. I think that's it for now. You're going to be watching Made in Chelsea later? No, I haven't watched Made in Chelsea in years. Oh, oh I will be. Reality TV. Yes, Chris. Yes, Chris. Only reality TV I watch. Oh, do you know what? I'm I'm terrible. I don't know if any of you do this, but when I watch reality TV, I have to do a sarcastic commentary along with it. <laughs> no, I don't do. That's just typical you, Glenn. That's oh my god, La- Lauren. Lauren hates watching things like that with me because I will literally just take the piss out of them. She's like, "Can I watch this, please?" And I'm like, "Yep." But yeah, also, I, would but, I would hate that. <laughs> that would be but, <laughs> but it's so like Made in Chelsea in particular is so ridiculous because they have these people who clearly are not friends off screen and they get them into a, an environment like a, a restaurant and then basically one of them will turn up, just kick off for like no reason, and then they'll just sit there in silence and the the camera lingers on them for far too long. So it'll be like <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe you slept with him, babe. It's like, yeah, babe, but you know, he's not. Oh yeah, it's placing the table for ages, isn't it? Yeah, and then the camera just lingers there, and they're all just like staring awkwardly at each other. I'm like, you're clearly not friends because you cannot make small talk. You know, there is no small talk in this at all. I mean, it's all superficial bollocks, but you know, you get to the point. Scenes scenes are definitely created for the TV series rather than real life. Yeah, but there's a point where like, so like, (laughs) this woman called Zara has cheated on her boyfriend, and she meets a couple of his mates at a restaurant. And then as soon as she walks in, bursts into tears and is like, I cheated on him. I'm like, bloody hell, at least butter us up a bit, you know. No, but Glenn, you're not a girl, so you don't know. Like, sometimes that just happens. Like, you can be fine and, like, oh, you're bottling something something in and you're going somewhere thinking you're going to be okay, I'm going to hold it together. And then someone says, are you okay? And the emotion is just so overwhelming. Yeah, and I mean... You have a girlfriend, so you should know that sometimes we're like very emotional. We can be very emotional, and sometimes, I guess, even sometimes guys like this as well. Like someone asks you if you're okay, and all of a sudden it's like I can't hold it any longer. Yeah, you're like, 
no, I'm not okay. You just start, you know, that's why when I'm, sometimes when I'm, when I'm upset, I don't want people to ask if I'm okay. Because mm. I know if you ask that question, I'm going to cry. Mm. Yeah. But, but you are like a real person, whereas Zara is just a construct of something. Because he's a real person. But there's a point that she's sitting on a bench and like quote unquote begging for her relationship back and she can't even force a tear. Yeah, that's a bit nuts. I'm pretty sure there's a producer poking her in the eye to be like, cry, cry. Because she's she's literally it's like she's straining a poo. She's like, you know. Please don't leave. (laughs) Oh my days. Please. But cannot wait for the next instalment anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit of lightheartedness to counteract the uh, kind of heavy stuff we were talking about earlier but um, I mean yeah but unless there's any other business um, I think we can conclude that yeah I was going to just say what's it called top three detectives Oh yeah, I mean we didn't we didn't sort of mention I don't we didn't mention this to you Ketchy, but I just sort of thought it was like a you know uh frivolous thing we could just discuss. Mm. Top five detectives. Um I got so... detectives. Say again. Detectives or detective films. Detectives. I, I, yeah, I took it as detectives. Oh mate, Sherlock Holmes, mate. Yeah, he's on my list. Sure. I mean obviously he's Arrow. There's numerous films and numerous series. Who did you say, Chris? Pyro. 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 Oh, Pyro. Yeah, that's one. Uh, see, I chose Benoit Blanc from Knives Out over him. Oh, good shout. Because I thought that film was just much better. Mm. Um, but he's and... a TV series. Pardon? Amy Fox from Law by the Citizen. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, he was crap though. He wasn't even a good detective because everything was happening before his eyes. He got outfoxed all the time. Literally. Actually, oh, no. my... <laughs> Gerard Butler, did you say? Yeah, Butler. He was the real, he was the real, you know, mastermind. He was the real yeah. mastermind. <laughs> like, um, Gerard Butler. Who's your number two, who's your number two OB? I said um, uh, John Luther from Luther. Oh, okay. I like, I like his aggressive attitude. Uh, yes, that's a great shout. Great shout. You lot are going to hate my number three, but um, Pikachu from Detective. Pikachu? Detective Pi- yeah, Detective Pikachu, mate. He's, he's six from de- Ben, that's, I, I veto that shout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking outside the box. That's How's Pikachu a detective? There's a film called Detective Pikachu. Oh my god. Yeah, and he's a sick detective. No. Mm. He's he's sick... Ryan Reynolds. Nah. Yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Debatable. Mm. But... Oh, I'll tell you what, what's the who's the main guy in House? House. Oh House. <laughs> his name's literally House. Oh yeah, his name is House, isn't it? Yeah, Mr. House. He's he's basically a bloody detective, the way he does stuff. He literally goes to people's houses, raids through their cupboards, and he did diagnoses of diagnostician or whatever his job title is. Yeah, House is up there with me. After, what's his name, Cal Lightman Lightman, from Lie to Me, it's House. But Cal's up there. It's great. Oh, yeah, that's a great shout as well. Do you know, I was surprised that 
Obi, you and Chris, neither of you said Batman. Because, I, was I didn't want to say it. But yeah. the reason I didn't include him is because in the films, uh, he's never shown doing any detective work. You are correct. Which I think is a shame, because I would actually quite like to see some sort uh... of like... Or are you going to say Gotham? I was going to say, isn't he doing a bit in the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman? Uh, Probably isn't. I, nah, nah. He could have been like done. This, this is what this. This is, I think, was my. Should have been more detective work, mm. and we would have gotten. I feel like pulled in a bit more to the whole thing had he done more. I would quite like to see a police procedural Ooh, Batman. I'll tell you what, uh, Tom uh, Hanks. In what? Oh, Tom Hanks in like uh, Da Vinci Code or Inferno. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Robert Langdon. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a sick shout. To be fair, what about um, Chris? You remember? Um, do you remember Breakout Kings? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the guy? Yeah, yes. Oh, what a guy! <laughs> Stop it now! Stop it! Oh, what was his name? Would you? Uh, I think there was Lloyd. That was the tall one. That, that was such a sick show. Breakout Kings was so sick. Was there only one series? Yeah, there's only one. I, I can't believe it. How mm. dare they? Mm. That was such a good series. There was. I thought there was two. Was it? I might have been two. It might have been two. That was a great series. Is it not even on Netflix anymore? I don't think so. You know. Oh what? I know. That's shit. That was well good. That series. I was gutted when they stopped it. Same, and they stopped it, like. Oh, Cliffhanger, like, oh my gosh, my thingy done. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if they yeah. sold out their style or not, do they? Yeah, that was... Nothing more infuriating I... than ending on a cliffhanger. Yeah. What's the main guy from? I swear I've seen him say it recently. Which guy? Oh, oh the other detective. He's in, he's in, he's in uh, yeah, his mother's milk, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mad. Uh, okay. To be honest, I've, when you first said Breakout Kings, I thought it was a spin-off of Prison Break. But... It is. Same, oh, it is? Same universe. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Just Prison, just prison Break hasn't stopped because it's now on season seven or whatever it's on. Season mm. six, yeah. Oh. I, thought, no, it's, I swear it's seven now. I swear they brought up two new series. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm struggling through number five, but oh well. I didn't finish number one. Number uh, one is the best one. If you couldn't even finish that one, then oh, Obes, yeah. just quickly, did you ever finish Warrior Nun? Yeah. <laughs> is it good? Yeah, she was sick, man. <laughs> oh, you're such a neat. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, we know why you watched that. Well, I know why you watched that. Did you did you did you finish it? No, I only watched the three episodes I promised to watch or whatever it was. And that that didn't draw you in? Not enough, no. Shows elite, mate. Don't worry about it. Only, only real ones now. Well. I need to finish watching that actually. No. I think I'm on episode four. What was the other one we watched? The the one I recommended to you, Obes, the uh the twin sisters or Sisters. Teenage Bounty Hunters, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Teenage Bounty Hunters. I, I, 
Thick, actually. Chris, that was a great shout. That was actually is it actually good? That's a good shout. Yeah. I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew you'd like that. Yeah. Teen hijinks. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch it, in my opinion. Oh, you and your teen dramas, man. Love it, love it. There's another one as well. Anyway, shout no, I won't talk about it. This for the next, for the next pod. Oh, man. Okay, we'll talk about it on the next pod. All right. Oh, tell me about it so I can watch it. Yeah, I'll text you, Chris. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wrap yeah, up mate. there. Do it, do Catch. it, do it. Oh, another series of Raising Dion. Raising Dion. So I've just got Netflix up and it's just got bare things that I want to watch the next series on. Okay. Well, is that, is that you say his name? Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say thank you so much Ketchy for your time it's been really interesting to hear about uh, you know your job and um, your interest in true crime so thank you for your time and your contributions thanks for having me guys it was great it's alright do, do you want to shout out your social media or I know you've got a fitness related one <laughs> so guys i actually have a fitness page and it's called sickle fit catch sickle do i have to spell it yeah spell it. So I spell it okay so sickle s-i-c-k-l-e-f-i-t-k-e-c-h it's all about fitness if you need some home workouts do you know what i mean all whilst learning about sickle cell disease you can go to my page cool. perfect Brilliant. And uh, we are on Twitter and as your average, uh, as YC Podcast 17, sorry, and on Instagram and other channels as your average critics. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Keep it sexy. <laughs> what kind of That's Obi's catchphrase. <laughs>